listening to From the Friars, the podcast of the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York. May the Lord give you his peace. Good morning. We are experiencing divine providence at every moment, aren't we? So here we are. We had late rise, no school, and uh, we're just here. And uh, we can't really go anywhere because there's uh, five feet of snow in front of each door. Um, so here we are. And um, I'm going to take this opportunity to just offer a little homily. Part of my effort at being a formator for you, usually, you know, we've got to get right out the door. We've got classes. We've got breakfast. You know, but today, by God's providence, none of that's a worry. So uh, put your watches in your pocket. Okay. I want to drop two bombshells on you this morning. Um, here we are, you guys are seminarians, you're in a formation program, and uh, if you take a step back and look at all the details of what goes into your formation program, it's a lot, right? I mean, you are sitting in classes for how many hours every week? You know, you're just sitting there and then people are lecturing at you and you're just like taking in all of this info and then you have all this reading to do and then tests to prepare for, like comps on Thursday. So uh, be praying for the brothers. And then um, exams and papers and and then on top of that you've got the apostolates that you're doing and you're being you know every week going out and doing some type of ministry and you're being evaluated i mean it's this kind of huge thing that you're in right now and uh all of it is to theoretically prepare you for the priesthood you know it's all geared towards that day of ordination which is somewhat near for some of you and somewhat far for others of you (laughs) (laughs) near and far. Um, So the first bombshell I'd like to drop is for all that's happening in the formation program and all the things you're doing and you're going through, none of it's really formation. The real (laughs) surprise, the real formation I would like to suggest happens when you um, get up off the floor in the cathedral after being ordained. Uh, There's some truth there, huh? Father Solanus, confirm? Confirmation, okay. you know, after you're ordained, it's to being a priest and experiencing the vocation to priesthood and all that comes with that and the ministry and blah, blah, blah. In some ways, I really, really, really believe, and please, you know, it doesn't mean blow off everything that you're doing now, but in some ways, it's like the real formation doesn't actually happen until you're ordained and you're living it. You can compare it in some ways to a married couple, whatever marriage prep they have to go through. You know, all of that's just kind of silly until like you wake up the morning after, you know, and it's like you're married and then God starts sending you children and now you're learning, now you're being formed, now it's happening, you know. Um, So that's the first bombshell. So whatever is happening in your life right now, the real formation is going to happen the day you're ordained forward. Um, I had a conversation with one of the guys who was ordained last year and we were on the phone and we were talking about this very thing, you know, like so much he's learned in one year after being ordained. And then um, the second bombshell is something a little more personal to me, but I share it because hopefully it can be helpful for you. Um, In a formation program, we have a distinction, which is an important distinction between internal and external, right? I am an external formator for you, which means everything that you and I talk about uh, can and will be used against you. You know, it's somewhat, it's, it's still private, right? I'm not going to 
uh, write blog posts on the internet about things that you're each struggling with, you know, but, um, you know, it's, you're being evaluated and things are being written down and there's meetings where you're being talked about and, and you get feedback and, you know, external forum, the external formator, and then there's the internal forum, which is, you know, more private and it's, it's your confessor and it's your spiritual director. And um, so we want to respect the importance of those two distinctions, external forum, internal forum, external formators. I say, I'm not going to hear your confessions and internal formators and, you know, but there is a danger to, to hold that distinction so clearly that there's no integration, you know, and so it's, some certain things are being hidden and uh, you don't want to do that either, right? The goal would be that both of those forums are integrated in you and that God is using your external and internal formators to help you to grow and to prepare. And I want to share with you that I think that the nature of the priesthood is being an internal formator. The priest is an internal formator for those he ministers to, right? Through the counsel, if it's spiritual direction or advice, or whether it be the confessions that you hear and the advice you give, it's, it's kind of like the nature of the vocation to be a priest has to do with walking with people in the, in the internal forum. And so it's been frustrating for me being a priest and being an external formator. In some ways it's felt, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of awkward or contradictory or, you know, I'm, I'm so used to, you know, walking with people in the confessional or in spiritual direction. It's been so life-giving and beautiful. And then here, I, I'm not walking with any of you in that way. It's, it's the external. And uh, so just to say that there's, it's been a little, it's a little, uh, doesn't quite feel right. And uh, it is what it is. So that's, it is what it is. So, so but take note of that uh, when you're ordained and you're, you're growing into your priesthood, you know, that, that walking with people in the internal forum and, and really, it gets really good there. You know, it gets really good. And um, so I would like to propose the distinction between internal and external forums to our spiritual life. You know, um, as Jesus says in the gospel here today, that uh, people experienced their faith, their religion, they experienced it as like a burden that was tied and put on their shoulders and it was like hard to carry and like weighing them down. And then the leaders, the religious leaders were kind of accused of like putting these burdens on people but never lifting a finger to help them. And uh, I think a really balanced interpretation of what Jesus is getting at there is this balance between internal and external forms. You know, you, the external could be seen as like the examination of conscience or the lists of things that you should be doing or the list of things you shouldn't be doing, right? And we all know that Lent is such a great time for the um, examination of consciences, right? You know, whether it be at a parish mission, we usually let the sisters read it because like it's easier to hear if a feminine motherly voice is saying, you know, this list of things, you know, for the examination. Or if you're at the Youth 2000, um, a youth weekend retreat, you may hear confessions on Friday, but then Saturday afternoon is the morality talk and there's usually examination of conscience. And then you hear the confessions again, like they come back, like, oh, I'm back, you know, because after the morality talk, I'm a little more aware of what I should be confessing. but. So the lists are important, and you even see passages in the New Testament where there are lists that are given, you know, and uh, it's really in some ways an elementary stage of formation. It's just getting an understanding of the things that God is asking us not to do or the things that he's asking us to do. But then on the internal level, as we, we seek to integrate this morality, it's, it, it's not just an external like lists of things, but you know, there's, there's interior dispositions, there's intentions, and you know, you could do things that are the right things to do, but you could do them for the wrong reasons, right? <laughs> or you could do things that are wrong, 
and then claim to be doing them for the right reasons in the name of love or mercy or compassion. And, you know, the Catholic approach has always been to, to bring both of them together, right? It's never either or, it's always both and. And um, to, uh, to struggle to do the right things and also for the right reasons, you know? And the, the sure path to that is always humility, right? And Jesus ends with that in the gospel today. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. That somehow, you know, humility is always the key there to, to that. Um, so just to conclude, um, just to encourage all of you in the midst of everything that, you know, it's part of your life right now, and your formation, and really praying for the grace this Lent to go deeper, to, to, be, a, to be men of uh, great integrity and authenticity, you know, to use the season of Lent with all the beautiful traditions, customs, the readings, um, the practices, the spirituality of Lent, you know, the prayer, almsgiving, fasting, penance, um, you know, getting back to the basics, repent, and, um, but not to experience that in anything that's oppressive or negative, but rather the opposite, that it's joyful and it's life-giving, and that, uh, that our, our Father is, is calling us you know, not to this oppressive way of life, but it's rather, it's not the bird who's being put into the cage and locked up, but rather it's the bird who's, the cage is being opened and the bird's being let out, you know, and uh, the, the, the rules, the, the morals, the, the guidance that's there is uh, because it helps us to be fully alive and, and to live, you know, and, and that path is difficult. <laughs> we will struggle, right? I think we will, it will be difficult. The road to heaven is difficult. The road to hell is easy. We, we've got that on good authority. <laughs> Um, and as the years go on, I think it is human nature to kind of like lean towards kind of laxity or, you know, loosening up or whatever. I know that's happened in my life. But Lent is that annual opportunity every year to kind of relook at it and to think about it in, in ways. Um, I remember with postulancy, uh, the house meeting before Lent, we'd always have the, the big discussion. What penances are we going to do as a house? Um, never mind the personal penances that you'll do. But, and the, the postulants were always so uh, enthusiastic and generous. There'd be this huge list of things and it, I would, you know, as, as the postulant director, I'd have to like try to cut it down. Like, I'm not sure this is going to be sustainable for 40 days. Like curb the enthusiasm, cut it down and uh, pick a few things that we could stick with. And then privately, postulants would typically come and they'd have another list of things they'd like to do privately. You know, <laughs> fast forward the tape to the seminary house, you know, and it's... <laughs> Who am I to judge? Okay, who am I to judge? It's, things change, huh? Hopefully we grow, we deepen, we mature. But uh, as the years roll on, it's harder, huh? It's harder. And then hopefully, you know, the, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, we would be able to go deeper, to go deeper. And only God can judge how that happens, huh? But anyways, just a, a word of encouragement. This, this homily might have been a little bit better before Lent. You know, Lent's already started. But to, uh, to, to have the, the courage to really to go for it and to be, you know, maximalists on some level. And uh, I've always... Uh, tried to ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me, you know, instead of my own ideas of what I should do for Lent or what virtues I should be working on or vices I should be working on. And, and uh, in those moments when I've made an effort to pray and be open and really invite the Holy Spirit to guide me, it's been really powerful and profound and challenging. And the, the things that really nobody knows about, but maybe me and my spiritual director, my confessor, you know, things that wouldn't have been maybe noticeable even for people who live with me, but, you know, things that God is, you know, leading and inviting to go deeper and to really pray for a new conversion, um, to pray for that new conversion. And uh, so this day, we pray for that grace. Amen.
We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please visit us on our website, franciscanfriars.com, or follow us on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. God bless you.